1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jermaine Defoe won't face any punishment for an alleged dive As Steven Gerrard bites back at Steve Clark. Oliver Burke is hoping his Celtic form Takes him back into the Scotland squad And Derek McInnes says he's proud of Aberdeen For keeping up with Rangers Despite difference in resources I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Weedy Yes, managers
2: at war Referees still getting it in the neck And some cracking midweek SPFL Premiership games Rangers go to Petology Can they beat Aberdeen for the first time this season To keep their title hopes alive And for Celtic Will they steam Manager Les Hibbs At Parkhead tomorrow evening
3: Yeah looking forward to a big week And then obviously We've got the Scottish Cup ties At the weekend Gordon So a lot to talk about I'm sure we'll still be talking about Uh The four penalties at Ibrooks at the weekend uh, Which I witnessed I was there and uh, with Alison So not a lot to talk about in the show It'll be interesting tonight
1: 01419511025 is the number you need And if you would rather tweet We are at Clyde SSB Would be nice to talk about the actual football And not just Complaining about refs for the full tour. How was, it, but la- you know, how was know, it last night? It was all right. No bad. You know you what know, Mr. Kevens is like. He lives <laughs> for these big occasions. He was in here at midday, stretching <laughs> off and just getting in the right frame of mind. So it was fine. Well, 01419511025. Give us a call on any of today's big talking points or anything else uh, that is on your mind. Let's hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard. He says he's disappointed and surprised. By Stevie Clark Now this is because The Kilmarnock manager Had essentially called For Jermaine Defoe To be cited for diving We now know that won't happen No action's going to be taken But Stephen Gerrard says It's got nothing to do With the Kilmarnock boss Gerrard says Clark is probably looking For Defoe to get suspended For the game this weekend And he's rubbished Any likeness Between Saturday's incident And the one Jordan Jones got banned for Earlier in the campaign
4: I was very surprised by Steve's comments, first and foremost, because it's got absolutely nothing to do with Steve Clark or Kilmarnock. We didn't punish Jordan Jones, we didn't give the Kilmarnock player the two-game ban, so why he's trying to get one of my players banned is a surprise and a disappointment because that's not what type of guy I know Steve Clark for. He's usually class, first class, the dealings I've, with, I've had with him as a, as a player when he used to coach me and since I've been at Rangers, so very surprised at those comments and um, I don't think there's any need for them at all. In terms of the games coming up, you know, the focus say that to two-game ban, I think. But the,
5: the uh, Scottish Cup sort of game the weekend in
4: I don't know, you that's what Steve Clark that. If that's the case, then that's probably why he's tried to do it. But that's disappointing, you know, to try and get an opposition player banned for two games. There was a game we played against him recently, which was a blatant red card on, on Ryan Jack. I never mentioned it in the press. I had a respect for Steve Clark and Kilmarnock. So it's very disappointing and surprising to me that he's trying to get my player a two-game ban. Jordan Jones is a yard away from the opponent, dives, and buries his head in shame in the turf, because he's embarrassed over it. There's small contact on Jermaine, None of my players appealed for a penalty None of my players give the penalty So why should Jermaine Defoe be banned? The, re- the referee made the decision Nothing to do with Rangers, nothing to do with the Rangers players Jermaine tried to bounce back up, didn't appeal for a penalty They're two completely different situations
1: Rangers fans, Kilmarnock fans, what do you make of this? A bit of a war of words brewing 01419511025 right. F- First and foremost, Jermaine Defoe won't be banned for diving yeah. Is that the right call for you?
2: Yes, um, it is. I can understand why Stevie Gerard is is disappointed. However, and unless I'm mistaken, I think the main interpretation or the main crux of Steve Clark's argument is not really against Rangers or Jermaine Defoe or Steven Gerard. It's against the system. It's against authorities. where he's looking for consistency. It just so happened there's one there that's been highlighted this weekend because Andrew Dallas awarded four penalties to Rangers. That Steve Clark's been asked about it and he's picked up on it. But I don't think he's actually really having a pop at Rangers. It's more about the system and the and the authorities. That said, Stevie Gerrard's got every right to be disappointed.
3: Yeah, I agree with the Rangers manager. I don't think Stevie Clark. I know what Mark's saying there, but I don't think Stevie Clark should come out and talk about other players in the situation. Yeah, he's got a you know a, a, a complaint about the fact of the standard that he's trying to go over. But you don't cite Rangers players and before I was in the, the the press room after the game. And to be fair to him, I was listening to him after it and he was saying, look, I didn't look for this penalty kick. The referee gave the penalty kick, whether you say it's right or wrong. In my opinion, I thought it was the one they got wrong. Uh, But Defoe bounced right back up And certainly Mm. wasn't looking for a penalty kick
1: I mean, From memory, if you go back to the Jordan Jones incident at Dundee That was Stevie Clark's defence Stevie Clark said that Jordan Jones wasn't looking for it either Do you see the same distinction between the two incidents as Stephen Gerrard does Or do you see similarities?
2: I I was there at that Dundee game Dundee against Kilmarnock And I think Jordan Jones, in my opinion And only Jordan Jones knows But in my opinion, it looked to me as if he was looking for it Jermaine Defoe, I think very quickly Is looking for it But realises He's made a mistake And then does doesn't look for it But by which point Andrew Dallas uh, Has already pointed to the spot So I would say If you're saying Out of Jordan Jones
1: And Jermaine Defoe Who's the guilty party Most Then I would say Jordan Jones for sure um, What about the, the overall picture here Gordon In terms of You know When managers should And shouldn't talk About other teams Because Mark Makes a good point in that Stevie Clark has had a a long running battle If you like with the SFA's disciplinary system He was talking about inconsistencies But other managers, other fans They don't tend to like it when you hear a manager of an opposition club Trying to suggest that your player should have been punished Is that something that we could perhaps do without?
3: Yeah I think so Um, Stevie Clark's got every right to have an opinion uh, But I think his opinion should be about Whether he wants to have a pop at a referee That's fine But keep it within your own club as Stephen Gerrard said there It's nothing to do With Stevie Clark About Defoe At the weekend Absolutely nothing to do with him It's not his call It's not his player Why is he coming out And putting the spotlight On Defoe If he's got You know A a, a gripe Then say about his own team Talk about You know What happened And what's, what the decisions were With Kilmarnock not Rangers, not Celtic, nobody else. So Concentrate
1: a, and come on Some people might be torn on this one, Mark Weary because if we want to improve refereeing standards, then people should voice their opinion and, and, and point out inconsistencies and, and yeah. talk about things that they think should be improved. However, going back to last week or whenever it was, you know, we had the summit and the managers all got together. Stevie Clark wasn't there, incidentally, but that's that's by the by. Um, is, is there a responsibility on clubs to, to, to maybe. Stop fueling these things d- d- Does that happen You know if Stevie Clark Doesn't make those comments yesterday um, You know th- It doesn't keep it going For an extra day But then on the other hand Is he right to point out The inconsistencies It's a bit of a balancing act Aye
2: He is I think if you're a man What you've got to remember With man is Well you're Steve Clark or, or, and, and one thing I've got to mention About, uh, about Saturday When you get Celtic supporters oh, that's it They're out to stop was getting eight in a row And da 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 Listen Celtic One of the victims on Saturday Is it Munware? So men are fighting for lives To stay up So if anybody's The victim's there It was at For managers while well, you're Trying to get into Europe Get in the top six Avoid the drop When you're seeing referees Consistently make mistakes It must be very very frustrating Gordon Dale's been a manager He'll know what we're talking about More than us um, What gets me And I think if I was a manager They would say See if Andrew Dallas or, or any referee That you feel has wronged your club Or wronged your team Actually came out and held his hands up I think that takes away a lot of the heat and takes away the focus of the story Rather than have still talking about it for days and then And why referees or John Fleming, the head of referees Can't come out when blatantly there's been mistakes made on Saturday And say, look, now, people might say What well, would be John Fleming about apologising every Monday morning Okay, I get that point as well But the other thing where I would have a go at clubs And have a go at players Because you've got to bring a bit of balance to it And I've said it before Managers and players um, some managers will try and encourage their players to cheat to con referees And some players cheat when they're conning their fellow professionals As I've said before, that's where I think Fraser Wishart and the PFA should get involved And that's not fair in referees Because if a player dives and the referee gives a penalty kick Who gets the blame? The referee gets slaughtered for not sponsoring the dive. The player gets off scot-free So that's what I think players, managers and clubs I've got to offer a wee bit more protection and a bit more honesty in the game to help referees, rather than just slaughtering referees week in, week out.
1: 01419511025 is the number that Scott in Pottsville Park has dialed. Hi, Scott. Hi there,
6: guys. Um, I just thought to bring up. Um, I was listening to the Angel's press conference now, and I heard Gerard talking about Stevie Cartman. I think a few since Gerard's come up, I think every every time he's in a press conference, he handles himself perfectly. He says he know Stevie Clark from when Gerard was a player and he was a coach. And I think Stevie Clark has en- embarrassed himself when he came across there saying about Defoe should be banned for two games and that. And like Gerard said, it's absolutely... Wasn't it Rangers that banned uh, Jordan Jones? He complete, It was a complete dive he done, man.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, 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 it's Going back to the days when I was involved in management as well, you always concentrated on your own stuff. You didn't talk about other players. You didn't talk about... Other clubs. If Stevie Clark wants to complain about referees, complain about his own decisions. You know, I don't know how he can he can come out and even try and defend Jones because everybody knows it was a blatant
1: dive. I think the problem with that is whilst you you know you you're keeping you're keeping yourself right. You're only talking mm-hmm. about your team. People then interpret that as being you know sour grapes because you lost a game. Um, whereas if you're talking generally, you're you're perhaps. Trying to boost overall refereeing standards Are you not buying
3: that? No, because I think I think Especially this season And there's an argument to say you know, The referees have got decisions wrong Yes, well, we, we all know that They're humans They try their very, very best But I think that football clubs Managers nowadays Find it very easy To deflect the, the blame away from their performances Maybe picking the wrong team The wrong tactics And they just go after the referee now, once again, You couldn't accuse Stevie Clark of that, though. I mean, he's, he he wins
1: more often than not. No, yeah. but he's,
3: he he still has a uh, he still has a gripe at the referee. I, I, I think it was who was it the 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 loss to last week Hearts Hearts, Hearts. and Hearts, and, he, and he come out and he, his first one was he had a go at the referee. You never you never hear him coming out when he wins and having a go at the referee. It's mostly as managers do, and managers uh, like Craig Levine is is is, is brilliant at it. And they deflect away I think the referees get I looked at I was at Ibrooks on Saturday Gordon, And the big talking point Was all the penalty kicks I sat today Watched it again And there's maybe One or two decisions I'm thinking I'm still on the fence And I've, I've watched it Continually And I think referees Is a very very hard judgement Because you even look mm. at Andrew Dallas Coming in for a lot of criticism The third and fourth Penalty kick at Ibrooks Wasn't given by the referee it was given by the assistant referee who was up looking along the 18 yard box and that's what his job is to help the referee and it was him it called the third and fourth one
1: I mean I don't think we should ever lose sight of the fact that it's clearly a very very hard job and if any of us or anyone you know tried it we we'd, we'd find out just how difficult it was having said that can we not still appreciate that it's a tough job but acknowledge that the standards need to be higher Because you, you're a, a famous defender of referees on this programme mm-hmm. You must still admit that we need to try and get to a, a stage where the standard is better I
3: think, I think the referees will admit that as well, Gordon I've, I've watched them, and I know it's a, a, a joke in here I've watched them in the gym I've watched how their fitness, everything about And they work very, very hard at the game And they take it very personally as well they go, They'll go home at night, they'll study it They're honest guys that will say Probably called that wrong But the game's changed so differently now You know, it's so much quicker And, you know, there are people looking for that Just that slight advantage And sometimes, you know, you've just put right on the spot As I touched on, people are looking at Andrew Dallas on Saturday His decision was the fact of the advice from the assistant referee For the third and fourth Mm -hmm. penalty kicks not for, not
1: for the Defoe one, of course, though, which you said shouldn't have been a penalty. I,
3: th- I, th- I thought that was never a penalty, even watching it, and I looked at it, and I thought that's not never but a But how penalty.
1: many times
2: are you allowed to get these things wrong? I read Bill Leckie's column in the Scottish Sun yesterday, and I thought Bill, as well of no, a St. Murn, a genuine, proper St. Mirren supporter, I'm talking about Andrew Dallas, and I thought a lot of the point it was a very balanced column, it was an excellent column. And I'm sure Bill would be echoing a lot of the thoughts of managers and players and supporters around the country about their clubs. But at what point, when you assess, and we are assessing Andrew Dallas, at what point do you actually say enough is enough in terms of this guy's standard of refereeing? another thing I would say as well, an analogy I would put on, if you are a striker and you keep missing chance after chance after chance after chance, week in, week out, but the manager still plays you At what point Does it not become your fault Because clearly For whatever reason You've got a crisis In confidence You might be no up to it if that, But you something going on At what point It doesn't actually become The striker's fault It becomes the manager's but, but, fault what, For what playing point,
3: him what point Mark Then do you, you take it and, and look at it In the sense of How many games Has this referee managed And he's had a lot Of good games But the ones that get Highlighted As decisions
2: But got no, I have to say And I'm I'm not This is nothing against Andrew Dallas Because I think I know him as a person And I like him, knowing his dad, a lot of respect for his dad as a referee, as a person. But I've watched, and this is not about Celtic or Rangers, so let's clear this up right away. I've watched Andrew Dallas over the past couple of years at games all around the country, Gordon. From Hamilton to Ross County to to Motherwell to Colmarnock. And I have to say that the amount of decisions that he gets wrong, I think, you know, sometimes I come off the pitch or watching the game, rather, and feeling, wow, basic ones that he should not... Getting wrong And I know a, a lot of referees All around the country But we're, we're talking about Andrew, A guy who is One of our top referees And when you're up there It's like anybody else You're up there to be To be sure, shot at when, yeah. when you don't get it right So I don't know what it is Just now But for me It gets too rotten. And the thing, other thing And Gary Caldwell hired to earn the season See apart from his decision making Which I can accept Referees getting getting wrong Because it is a tough job And I've tried Made a conscious effort Over the past couple of years To defend referees Try and put yourself In their shoes But the thing that gets me About Andrew Dallas which is very simple to put right. It doesn't need a lot of work, as his mannerisms on the pitch, the way he manages himself on the pitch, and his dealings with players and managers, and that needs to be improved as well. And seeing if he improves that, I think that might go a long way to 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 help them manage uh and referee a game properly. But he needs but, to. It needs a lot of work in his game.
3: What's your opinion of that then? What 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 is his?
2: He's too confrontational, too aggressive. I've I i can not remember Andrew Dallas. Ever in a situation Like defusing something You watch his mannerisms All the time He's always Confrontational looking He's got that look about him Where he's going for players With yellow cards Or red cards I've never actually seen Andrew Dallas Approach a player Defuse a situation Have a wee smile Now I might be wrong But I've never seen it You see other refs doing it And I know they're They're not there to entertain And be the class clown But There's a time when you defuse things And you settle them down
1: And he's not get that And he's locked Mm. And that's something he has to introduce Very quickly Fraser's a Kilmarnock fan In Kilmarnock Hi Fraser Hi how you doing? Not too bad What's your take on this then? Are you you backing your manager?
7: I I am yeah I just completely disagree With everything that's been said there I think Steve Clark's just looking For a bit of consistency here I don't know if you remember Back to the start of the season When Kelly were playing hearts And Gary Ditter got sent off um, For a, a tackle That was just It wasn't even a yellow card Never mind a red card
1: yeah, I mean, that's what sort of kick-started all this with, with Steve Clark, Aye. isn't it?
7: But for that to not even be rescinded, I mean, how many times has Morelos kicked out this season and just completely got away with it? There's been the old fun game at Aberdeen, it got overturned. I mean, I just think there's so much inconsistency with the referees. I think that's the biggest problem with them. They're always going to make mistakes, which they're only human, but to, to, for the inconsistency, for the fact that the change one week, it's ascending off one week, but uh, it's not a sending off. And then the next time uh, one card will get rescinded, the next one won't for the exact same thing. I just I just think there's so much inconsistency. And that's exactly where Steve Clark was coming from. Yeah. And Gerard completely took, his, took uh, Clark's comments the wrong way. I don't think he was intending he was against Rangers. It just so happened that it was a Rangers player that happened to it.
1: Yeah I mean in fairness to Stevie Clark Because he did also mention The bookings dished out to this or, or not dished out to the Celtic goal scorers On Sunday He, he was talking about consistency He spoke about the fact that James Forrest did get booked For going into the stand And yeah. Timothy Weah did the exact same thing and didn't, yeah. and, and, and didn't get booked So I don't know Stevie I would. Ex- it's one of those where you would expect Commander uh, fans To sort of back Stevie Clark And if you're a Rangers fan You think Whoa hold on I'm a bit uncomfortable Talking about us see, like that See
3: I would I would back Stevie Clark As Fraser Touched on there about um, Gary Dicker for instance If he comes out And speaks about that and he's not happy with decisions, he's not happy with the refereeing standards. I totally agree mm. with that.
1: But people then say managers are bound to do that because they're always looking after their own self-interest with those incidents.
3: Yeah, but you don't highlight another team that's nothing whatsoever yeah. to do with you, Gordon. And 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 people may agree, may disagree, but that was just for years and years as part of coaching management, you concentrated and you respected your your fellow mm. managers and fellow teams. And concentrated in your own you know, your own team And I think that's where If he comes out and has a goal Fine I, I, I like listening to Stevie Clark he's doing a terrific job But don't bring up G, uh, Defoe It's nothing you do with Final word to you Fraser
7: Yeah well it, As you say It's very out of character For Steve Clark to actually do that But I, t- I just think It's complete frustration but In his part of the amount of decisions that it's kind of went against Come on like this season So But as I say I, It's not like I'm going to get involved with that But I can as a Kilmarnock I can completely understand where he's coming
1: from. All right, thank you to Fraser in Kilmarnock. There's absolutely no doubt we'll get back to this before the night finishes. But we're about to hear from Oliver Burke. Um, so Celtic fans, a very simple question for you. What have you made of his initial impact at the club? Let us know. We'll get to that after the travel with Amber.
0: Clyde won Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.
1: It's Mark Greedy and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard You can give us a call Or you can send us a tweet At Clyde SSB I like this one from Gary Simpson Gary's an idealist He says Can we please have a week Where we don't discuss referees It's so boring Change the record please Gary 0141 951 1025. That's all I've got to say Because the place is lighting up With people wanting to discuss referees You want to change the tune You can be my guest Let's try Oliver Burke says he's hoping to work his way back into the Scotland squad after settling quickly uh, at Celtic. The forward hasn't played for the national team since 2017. He says the standard of the Scottish Premiership is as good as he's come across in his career.
8: Yeah, it's definitely a huge platform, an amazing club. It's uh, an amazing achievement for me and uh, I feel very privileged and proud to to be wearing the jersey and uh, and to be stepping out there. It's uh, an amazing feeling and I hope I can continue and um, keep giving the performances and giving my all. Yeah, I'm I'm really eager. I mean, um, it's something that I, I have my my eyes set on and um, I really want to be back involved with it but we'll see what happens. I have to perform and I have to show that I'm capable of playing international first team and we'll see what happens but I'm enjoying my football, I'm focused at club level right now and um, and whatever happens, hopefully we'll see.
1: What do you make of the the standard that you've come into maybe of your teammates but also of, of the league and your, your other rivals?
8: Yeah, I think the standard here is... Is no different, I think, maybe just as good. Um, the standard of players and the quality within the team is amazing. You say
9: it's as good as you've, you've played at a high level in England, you've played at a high level in Germany, as good as, as,
8: good as Yeah, that. as good as that. Yeah, quite easily. Yeah, definitely.
1: Question for you Celtic fans is very simple. What have you made of the early stages of Oliver Burke's Celtic career? Have you been impressed? And what are you expecting over the coming months? Gordon?
3: Yeah, I have been impressed with him. I think he brings something really different to Celtic. Uh, bags of pace, good strength about him. Um, he's just one of these boys that, you know, he's he's had to come to a club. He's had to settle in. He has to get his career back on track, and that's by playing games. And he's got good competition there, so he'll be on his toes. He'll know he knows that he needs to work hard day in day out to make sure that he's going to be a first pick. But I think he's a, I think he's a big plus for Celtic. I think he's. He's been a, a good sign so far, Gordon. Mar- 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 I it,
2: but, yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when, when when he signed, that, I said right away, I think he's got the potential to be a really good sign. I remember him very powerful, very direct, very pacey. Um, you know, and I think it was un- unfortunate in his time with Scotland that supporters and, and, and the media, we were guilty of turning him into Gareth Bale. You know, they'd only like one or two caps. So that was very unfortunate. But I think now he's also learned a lot from his time in Germany. And at West Brom in terms of um, you know Not being in a team, not playing everything And now he's enjoying the fact that he's more involved At, at Celtic And uh, even this early Into his tenure in, in Brendan Rodgers' team I would imagine that If Celtic can get a deal over the line permanently That they would look to do it And I think for the player as well If he had the chance to, to come north on a permanent basis I think that would be
1: right mm. up his street I mean the finances is the obvious one isn't it mm. I mean look at the, the fees he's gone for in the past Whether West Brom could command such a fee now who knows but um, If they don't go up if, if
2: West Brom don't go up Does they put them sorry in such a, a high bad position. position So yeah. look Celtic have paid Nine million pounds for, for Odds and Edward If Oliver Burke Continues to progress He fits the identical Gordon So you could see them Maybe like sign him for, for six or seven And two or three years Down the line They sell him for 12 or 14 And in, in West Brom
1: are on a cup. Mm. Uh, right Scott's a Celtic fan In Bermulloch Simple question Scott What have you made Of Oliver Burke so far?
6: Um, I'm not convinced he's an out and out centre forward. I think he's more of a more of a, a wide player.
1: What makes you say that?
6: Um, I, I I just don't think that he he makes the right runs. I, I think I was on last week and I spoke about him. It was before the, the, the home game last week. And I said that I didn't think he makes the right runs, he didn't drop deep at times when he should be dropping deep. He didn't go across the front line. I think he'd be a far better player being allowed to play wide on the left running in and cutting in on people mm. or on the right hand side I just think that's, that's his strength he's very fast um, and I think over a sort of a 30, 40, 50 yard pay, um, space um, space, it would run away from people a lot easier and I think at times we, we, play the, we, we play we're that pedantic at times across the back line that we don't have a good quick out well I know James Forrest does it but James Forrest cuts in all the time into the middle and there's no space. There's plenty
3: of space out in the wing positions but James doesn't use them. So I just think that Oliver Buck would be a good player there. I, th- I think he's actually, I know everyone's talking about that the centre forward wasn't his natural position. I think he's a handful there. I really do. I think that what happens is defenders are terrified of his pace, anything over the top. Um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't play him in front of James Forrest because I think James Forrest is a, a better out and out winger And uh, he's been terrific James Forrest um, But I think Well he, what sets him apart In that era then His delivery or uh, and Plus the fact I think he's added goals To his game as well Over the last few seasons um, He, you know, He's a very intelligent player James Forrest I know that sometimes The Celtic fans are divided uh, With Forrest But I, I really no, I mean, like him I would play
1: Yeah two sinks go
3: yeah, I would play him In front of um, Oliver Burke I think Oliver Burke Through the middle I think centre-halves don't like the fact that he's, he's a strong lad. He's got bags of pace. You know, he's a big lad. He can go and win his headers as well. And um, I think that helps Celtic because defenders will drop deeper and deeper because they're terrified of anything in behind.
1: I Mark Greedy, James Forrest is injured. He's going to be um, for, for the next... While we're not sure at the moment, a period of time was was what we said yesterday, whatever that okay, means. Yeah. Um, because he was about to have a scan, um, mm-hmm. so so maybe this is a chance to see Oliver Burke in that role and see what he can bring there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think eventually he has when he settles into whether it's Celtic or any other club, and and, and you know gets a run of games, he will be a wide player. I always think coming in off the left is his best uh, position, uh, and I agree with Gordon in terms of James Forrest. Uh, I think he's he's been terrific again this season. It's a blow for Celtic not to have him, but when you study James Forrest's goal um, It's the opening goal Isn't it For Celtic Mm -hmm. On on Sunday When uh, Weir gets down and, And puts the ball across it just shows you what James Forrest Has added to his game His game intelligence The coaching that he's received Under Brendan Rodgers uh, And and the staff there To go and attack that ball Because he could have easily Just stood behind the defender and, and waited for it But he's actually He's great anticipation And boom He's attacked it, put it the, James Forrest wouldn't have been doing it, it Like he was only a kid You know four or five years So he's added that To his game So he will be a loss But yet you could easily see Oliver Buck Operating down the right hand side In his absence Scott on you go um, My main point was really We were talking about the referees
6: Matt And um we all know It must be a hard job To keep around things But sometimes things Are so blatant You're thinking to yourself Could you imagine this I'm just going to put this Hypothetically Celtic Rangers game And that guy gave Four penalty kicks Against either Celtic or Rangers Could you imagine The mayhem after that That's why that guy Can't have charge a football games Because he's
2: horrendous, horrendous. Uh, I, 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 oh, Scott he's He's not horrendous And it's not that he should Have be been charged a football games Listen he's, he's made mistakes I've highlighted that myself Tonight However, he is a referee. He has worked hard to get to where he is to get into to become a grade one referee and on the FIFA list as well. He's not doing himself any favours at the moment, but you can't say he is horrendous. He's not. He's not, he's not, he's not, horrendous. He's not horrendous, Scott.
6: Question or not, do you see every game a referees
2: in? It doesn't make it, it's but, but not you it's don't not see not a friend, question, Scott. No, It's a yeah. genuine
6: question. Do you see every game of referees in? No, do you. Well I see a lot of
2: these games because I go to the game every week so, so how, many, how, how, how many Celtic games has he refereed Enough. this season?
6: You, you've just said to me right You've quoted something about he's not horrendous uh-huh. What happened he had he's horrendous no, he's not, right? Somebody a, else quoted LR on no, me Look L- not, not L- horrendous,
2: horrendous is somebody quite somebody a strong word on L- Scott I've ask you a question then you're deliberately Not wanting to answer it so answer me the question How many Celtic games? You can come back see what I want
4: no, Scott, hold all on I'm just now. Is You just
6: said that he wouldn't speak to the players. He, he pulls all sorts of faces. He's, he's very antagonistic towards them. Do you think that somebody should be in charge of a, a, a professional football game?
2: Yes, They're I do, but people. he can certainly improve on that. But just to go back to my point, he's not horrendous. You said you've seen him a lot. How many Celtic games has he refereed this season that you've watched live?
6: I, you, I don't look at the referee. I look at the guys that are on the football so pitch.
2: So he's horrendous. But you don't look at the exactly. referee. You just contradicted yourself, Scott. You should really move on. You've contradicted yourself. You sound like you got a witch hunt against Andrew Dallas. To be honest, I sound as if I got a witch hunt. How do
6: Absolutely. You out when he's, his decisions are horrendous because
2: you've not you've not backed up. You said that you don't watch referees. You don't know how many games that he's that you've watched them live. But you say that he's that he's horrendous. If you want to come up with with facts. Like I've done in terms of his game management Then fine That's valid It's something to be looked at But you're just picking things Out of thin air And it definitely sounds like hey, you've, we'll you've, we'll we'll you've got a witch on You've got a witch on Am I the only person
6: who's complained about Andrew Dallas tonight?
2: No But you've I'm got a, a witch on well, If well, you're going to complain about of them, somebody Scott, If you're going to complain about somebody Back it up with facts Don't say it's horrendous I've seen them a lot Then you can't see, tell me I'll How many times have
6: seen i can back up loads of things Over the
2: years But I've actually backed back things up tonight referees. Accusations you've all made I'm And you can't back it up
6: Referees in Scotland Are ridiculous
2: Oh so it's They're all referees now, now is it I thought you said You don't watch referees You just watch the players
6: See when my, t- man, my club blows you Out in a treble Because our referee A linesman And two assistants Don't see a deliberate handball On the goal line I take notice a wee bit
2: so back to five Is that years a good enough
6: fact for you Is that a good enough fact
2: but you're going get way back. No, back to something now, Scott. We're talking about the heroes. No, I'm going back to something. I'm going back yeah. to it. I'm going back to your pro.
6: You've asked me for a answer. No, particular. I've talked about Andrew Dallas. There's one in particular. Well, what's happened recently, Scott? You've got a
2: witch hunt. You really need to go and take a deep breath. I've got a witch hunt against you referees. Have. Outstanding. Because they kind of do their job. If I don't do my
6: job, I get the sack. Mm. What happened to him, he just thought that's oh, sorry about that.
1: Carry on. No. Well, in fairness to Scott, Mark, you've you've objected to the, the use of the word horrendous, but I, I thought you were in agreement with him that the standard is at such a level at the moment that something really needs done about
2: it. In, in terms of if you're a manager or a player and you're looking at it, you put yourself in their shoes. At no point did I say he was horrendous, at no point did no, I say that's he shouldn't. That's what again. I said. So, I, I didn't, I've highlighted things that Andrew Dallas can improve on, I've highlighted mistakes that he's made this season. That doesn't mean to say. That he's horrendous Because what you do have to accept If we try and put ourselves in our shoes He has grafted Whether you rate him or not He's put a lot of effort in To get to where he is He's been through a bad spell just now He's maybe had a bad season overall In terms of his, his standards And level of consistency But that doesn't mean to say That you just wash your hands of him And get rid of him He's not horrendous There's room for improvement But there's a difference between being critical of somebody And saying they're horrendous And if you use a word like horrendous You've really got
1: to back it up And Scott couldn't back it Thanks up Thanks to Scott and Burmullock. Let's get the thoughts of Thomas and Colsaith Hi Thomas Hi
10: Gordon What's yeah, on your mind
1: tonight you doing, Thomas?
10: Guys. I've got a few points uh, <clears throat> I heard you saying that, about how the players Like how, how they're doing mm-hmm. I think uh, team aware I, 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 I think this guy could be a, 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 a great player When the guys are only, the guys are only 18 years old but I, 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 I just think he
1: can be a really, really yeah. good player.
3: What about I that, Gordon? Remember. Yeah, I think I think he's got everything in his locker to be a top player. The thing about him just now, he seems to be a better impact player. Uh, I was at Hamilton, it was Celtic Hamilton uh, last week when he, he came on, he started the game, and I was so looking forward to watching him. And he was disappointing. He eventually got um, subbed. But he's one of these young boys that He's finding his way Scottish football He's finding his way Into the way Celtic play I think Just looking at him He's got everything In his locker To be a top player this kid I really I mm. do like him I like the style of him I like You know Even the way He, he, he moves across The, the, the pitch And his he's, he runs And in his intelligence And his ball For Forrest And Sunday Um, And I think That Celtic Will gradually Just They're working With him now And Brendan Rodgers Will be doing A lot of work With him but as I said He seems, he seems to be he, he, he livens the game up When he comes on Gordon
2: I tell you what For all the the stick That Celtic's signing policy And recruitment departments had You've got to applaud them For that For going getting get team Now I don't know I do Know that, that Lee Congerton The, the much criticised Lee Congerton Was the, the catalyst For the Edward loan deal away way back So maybe with his connections At PSG that, That's found its way Towards um, where as well But whatever it is He's terrific And the thing that I actually Liked about him On, on Sunday Already having only been here two or three weeks And played three or four games for Celtic Whatever it is He seems to have a genuine passion for his for his club And enjoyment of, of the assist mm. and, and, and scoring the goal And I think that's great to see a, a young man coming over to a different country Embracing the football Embracing teammates Embracing his club Being fully aware of what's at stake already He's absolutely grasped what Celtic's all about And what's at stake this season And then watching the, his, his interviews as well Gordon, as, as you'll appreciate um very mature great to handle and uh, you know as an 18 year old kid you know uh, a, a lot a, a lot of people could learn from
1: him uh, thomas is starting more games something you'd expect to see him doing in the coming weeks i think so good i would I would, well, I would like to see him uh,
10: start a few go- a few games uh, uh, we've got a few injuries at the moment uh, but I, I, I would like to see him start start a few games from the start i mean we've got Buck. i think but I just think he didn't he didn't get a chance for Scotland the first time. I know Gordon says it was maybe picked up as a golf bell and that, but i I've have I've liked Oliver Buck and I think he could he could make it uh, and into Scotland set up again.
1: Okay, thank you to Thomas in Culse. Clyde one.
0: the cash, register with wholesale domestic bathrooms. Service, style and value that'll get you talking.
1: Now hopefully you've been following this earlier on the cash register today. Jim and Dolan got a very important call from Grant. Six thousand
0: two hundred
5: and eighty seven pounds and forty eight
1: pence. It's going into your bank
6: account, you know winner. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh my god.
6: Oh my, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna buy a horse trailer. 'cause I've got a that's the most random thing anyone's ever said to me. I'm gonna
1: buy a horse trailer. There we go, our first cash register winner So we've started a brand new game And at 8 o'clock in the morning There'll be a new cash amount From across the Hits network You could win up to £10,000 In Clyde One's cash register If you answer the phone within five rings uh, When Grant Thompson calls you after 3pm So to register all you have to do is text YES To 61025 It's £2 plus your standard message rate Here's a key part. Make sure you're listening to Bowie at breakfast at 8 o'clock because he'll tell you how much you could win. Write it down, keep it safe, make sure you remember it. The full T's and C's and online entry are on our website. Get ready to win big with Clyde One's cash register.
0: Clyde One's Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: It's Gordon Diel and Mark Guidi Here with me Gordon Duncan and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Things kicked off talking about referees As you can imagine The phone lines are still going mental If you want to talk about other aspects of football We'd love to have it Stephen's on Twitter about Oliver Burke Says for a guy who's not really played a lot For a 21 year old I've been very impressed Not sure if Celtic could get him full time Based on the fees However if Celtic can get him for under £10 million, They won't lose out on that investment long term. Scott agrees, he says uh, he's been impressive so far. It's 0141 951 1025 on the phones. Paul is a St Mirren fan from Paisley. Hi Paul. Hi
9: there, how's it going guys? Um, First time caller by the way.
1: All right. what made you call this week then? Need I ask?
9: Uh, No, do you know, I'm actually okay. It's it's football at the end of the day, you know. Um, The thing that I'd quite like... And it would probably make it a wee bit easier to bear. Um, and I don't mean pulling referees or, or the guillotine, you know, but maybe after the match or whatever, a wee review of some of the decisions they made, it would stop all the social media stuff about it was a penalty, it was me, it was a free kick, sending off, whatever it, whatever the issue may be. You know, I, I'd quite like to see them have their own kind of wee review of their performance. And I, I think sometimes if they'd said, oh, I got that one wrong, I see there was no contact or, or, or whatever it was I think it would probably calm the the population down a wee bit, maybe no the Old fans mind you but I don't think there's any calming them down. but I, I, I'd quite like to see them be a wee bit more out there when it comes to the press or after the game and shut up the likes of Stevie Clark and things like that with their opinions and actually come out and say right, that one was right, that one was wrong and Maybe just mm.
1: own up to it a wee bit more what, what, what about that then? Because this doesn't always This sometimes, it just descends into to Ref bashing, that mm. can happen but it, it should be An opportunity for people to have a constructive Conversation about how we raise standards And how we improve our game as a whole So that, that
3: seems like a sensible
1: suggestion From Paul well, I, on I, some I, on some respects
3: Yeah and I think um, most refs Would like the opportunity to do it Gordon but Think so? Yeah I, I, I do And I think, I think there's, you know, I don't Imagine it would be right after the game Because like everybody else They'll go away They'll assess their decisions They'll look at their decisions And I think on a maybe a, a Sunday or a Monday um, Having a chat with the referee But once again it will come down to ref bashing Because it'll always be about mistakes Everything yeah, They're, they're we, never going to get asked to explain a good decision a, a good decision It'll always be mistakes And I think maybe that's why They're not allowed to come out and speak But I think referees in general would like to explain the decisions because I think mm. they'll admit that like everybody else, Gordon, they'll look at the, the game on a Sunday or a Monday and they'll think, "I ah, maybe mm. I called that wrong. I think they're honest enough guys to know, hey, I've had a good game or a bad mm. game. And we've all been down that road as a player, manager, whatever it is. You make decisions, sometimes they're good decisions, mm. sometimes they go against you. But I just feel that referees get... I, I, I just... I feel got a hard hard time
1: Would that work Mark Weedy Or would it descend into A couple of months down the line Your Craig Levines Your Steve Clarks Whether it's Stephen Gerrard Brendan Rodgers Saying was oh, that right well, well see when he explained this You know two months ago with a very yeah. similar one And he said this And then today That doesn't quite match up That's a contradiction You know Would that create more problems
2: it, Potentially it could But I think it could Cut out, for example, or getting out three, four, five, six days at a time. You know, you're still going on about it because what you what, what you want to try and do is is take control of the story, as you well know, Gordon. Mm. You know, take uh, control of the situation, dictate the agenda. And when one thing I do have, well, I don't know if it's something because they're in a position to help themselves. The and authorities is maybe just come out and and yeah, give us some kind of explanation um, and let us know. And then that you might not agree. With it And it doesn't mean to say that If you come out and explain it That you'll get the situation Or the, the decision You can't go back And, and uh, right or wrong from the Saturday But I think it would allow A bit more understanding I think you get a wee bit more sympathy Other times yeah, Managers might use it against you But would it be any worse More than it know Because they're, they're just having a free reign As you say that there, There's ref There's ref bashing As much as I've tried My best over the past few years To, to see it from there Shows there are times Like for example Saturday uh, well, you can't defend the indefensible. indefensible um, But I think there's there's got to be Some kind of way Where the refereeing authorities From the head of referees John Fleming Who we have a lot of respect for um, But maybe they just Find a way of making life A bit easier for themselves And improving uh, Relationships
1: Thanks to Paul for his first call Give us a shout any anytime Paul Billy is also a St Mirren fan On the line What's your take Billy? Hi uh, First time caller as well <laughs> uh,
5: just, like, just like Another guy there A uh, you know, we're paying, I mean, I took my son to that game and we paid 54 quid to get in. You know, follow on all went away. And yeah, first penalty, absolutely correct. Second penalty, no. Uh, go in and go in at half time. Rangers have only won the lot, but someone we contained them up until then. Come out again, started to contain them and then they got the third penalty. That's a game dead. So we feel we're a wee bit kind of cheated in a way. But Mister Fleming, the, the the head of the referees, why is he not kind of you know analysing that, putting their hands up and saying, "Look, guys, we made a mistake," then we could stomach that. But you know, it's kind of you kind of feel cheated that you're admission money, if you know what I mean.
3: Um, I was at the game, uh, Billy, and I would feel cheated as well if I was a Saint Mirren fan because I don't think they offered anything to the game. Uh, I know that penalty kicks He can talk about Well it changes the game Because the first one Was a definite penalty The second one If they get at half time 1-0 St Myrna never had a shot and goals Didn't have a shot and goals There's no threat Nothing about them Um, And all the all Everything their performance Was taken away with the fact That everybody's talking about The penalty kicks St Myrna bought my league And after watching them On Saturday I know why they're botting the league. And Billy, when you talk
1: about feeling cheated, I wonder what you made then of former English Premier League referee Dermot Gallagher's assertion on telly yesterday that actually three out of the four were, were correct.
5: Well, that's a guy that's getting paid for a full time referee, and then he's no very good either. And as going back to Gordon's point there. I did feel cheated, but I felt cheated by the referee, not by the game. Someone actually played some decent passing in that first half. So Stephen Gerrard just basically gave it all, you know. A, Rangers didn't play very well because actually
3: someone contends them. So I think you need to take a look into glasses. I think, but they are well. Well, okay, Billy. I think we'll all have different opinions, but the the league doesn't lie, In where you are, how many points you've you got, and basically, I think Alan McGregor would have probably had the most comfortable afternoon he's had in a Rangers strip for a long, long time, um, and that's the reason why you are where you are. And and to me, unless something improves very quickly. You're going to be in the championship
1: Thank you to Billy On the line Scott's on Twitter And he says What did the guys make Of the linesman's performance Last night? I've never seen a linesman Out of position Watching the game Rather than looking across the line And we thought our officials Were incompetent There Is you go West Ham Liverpool Full time Biggest and fanciest league In the world Whatever you want to call it Still happens Doesn't it Gordon?
3: Yeah And we can get back To the argument About the referees Down there are full time Uh Will that help? People say it will but You look at an English league and they still make mistake after mistake, uh, week in, week out.
0: Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL, latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday.
1: I feel like we're getting close to the stage where we offer special brownie points if you can call in with a point not about referees, but listen, it's up to you 0141951. 1025 is the number you need to dial right now For Beat the Pundit You'll take on Mark Guidi Or Gordon DL You could win yourself a sign ball If you know your stuff And you only have until the news at 7 So be quick 01419511025 <laughs>
0: Clyde 1 Super
1: Scoreboard
0: With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years
1: Mark Weedy And Gordon DL Are here with me Gordon Duncan Give us a call If you've got a point Or a question for the guys And if you would rather tweet We are at Clyde SSB There's some huge fixtures tomorrow I know referees Get everyone going That's fine They get us going at times as well Let's try and talk about Some of the games tomorrow Because they are huge Aberdeen Rangers is always a special one Celtic looking to keep Their impressive run up Big games all across the league Let's hear your thoughts on them 01419511025 Beat the Pundit
0: With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday
1: it is Beat the Pundit time, Mark Guidi and Gordon Deal both standing by One of them is taking on Robert, who's a Rangers fan from Stirling How are you tonight, Robert? Aye, sound. Is this your Beat the Pundit debut or have you got experience? No, oh, this is my first time First time, right, okay Well, let's see how we get one Heads, you're going to be up against mm. uh, Mark Guidi, Tails, it will be Gordon Deal. How's that unbeaten run going in this Brilliant. calendar year? Brilliant Back up to two weeks now, yeah? <laughs> yeah Right, heads it's Mark, Tails, it's Gordon Heads So Mark Weary get those headphones on And I'll give you some Clyde 2 in your ear And we'll get Robert's time up and running Robert you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Mark You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit you ready? Yes Which January signing has been left out of Celtic's Europa League squad? Pass Which Scottish Premiership side faced Dnipro of Ukraine in the 2005 UEFA Cup? Aberdeen Who did Tom Boyd play for immediately before joining Celtic? Keep cigarettes away from the match Was a slogan found At which Scottish Premiership ground? What team did Chris Woods Leave Rangers for? Pass What nationality Is Hart's Oliver Bozanich? Brazilian Okay they're quite tough tonight Let's bring Mark Guidi back Mark can you hear us? I can hear you Gordon Right you ready Same set of questions okay, to you okay. Yes Which January signing Has been left out of Celtic's Europa League squad? Uh, Baco which Scottish Premiership side-faced Ukraine's Dnipro in the UEFA Cup in 2005? Hibs Who did Tom Boyd play for immediately before joining Celtic? Chelsea Keep cigarettes away from the match was a slogan found at which Scottish Premiership ground? Uh, Fir Park What team did Chris Woods leave Rangers for? Uh, Sheffield Wednesday What nationality is Hearts' Oliver Bozanich? Uh, Bosnian okay. You've heard the competition, Robert What do you think? Ah, it's tough it was tough wasn't it Let's were bizarre questions today yeah. The producer's aye. a bizarre guy Look at him through that oh, glass I'll, We love him oh, He's not, bizarre We've, not, we've not no, known he's for a long time. Look at that tash Honestly right um, Back to the questions My apologies uh, Which January signing has been left out of Celtic's Europa League squad Is bio. You're not getting Bako No chance Not in a million years <laughs> are you getting Bako I can't <laughs> no believe way. you back-o. Uh, So it's nil-nil oh, after the first question <laughs> Which Scottish Premiership side faced Dnipro of Ukraine in the 2005 UEFA Cup It was Hibbs. Mark Guidi got it Robert didn't So it's 1-0 to Mark Guidi um, I really liked your your Technique here Robert Where you just kept saying Aberdeen For, for the next couple of questions To see if it stuck So um, it was Chelsea though That Tom Boyd Played for immediately Before joining what? Celtic You got that one Mark Guidi Yes, yes. He he didn't he. So it's 2-0 to Mark Guidi um, Keep cigarettes Away from the match Was a slogan found At which Scottish Premiership
3: Ground Well I was going with Mark I was going for fur Park It
1: is fur Park yeah. It was one yeah. of those Massive all the way along yeah, The, the it. east yep. stand on the yep. far side uh, So 3-0 Mark Guidi It then went 4-0 Robert I'm afraid Because Chris Woods left Rangers For Sheffield Wednesday I wondered if your Rangers connection You'd maybe get that one And what nationality is Hart's Oliver Bozanich None of you got that right He's Australian yeah. But I'm afraid Robert It does not make good reading It's 4 for Mark Guidi And a big fat 0 for you Hard lines.
7: Right, Great thank you Good unlucky,
1: mark. Robert. Unlucky. That was Robert in Sterling. Um, hopefully, your pals give you a bit of stick for a zero. That's the way it has to be. If you come on right. here and take your chance, and you get a zero, mm. no. come on, never do you expect
2: a, a bit of Do you get dazzles on interest. I got five. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Yeah, yeah. You got
1: thought,
3: did you get the pro one? I thought they were quite easy. Actually, you'll, okay, you'll have
1: known keep cigarettes away well, from the match. That's well, a sticker.
3: Well, put yeah. it this way. I'd have beat Robert. <laughs>
1: I won't argue with you there Okay (laughs) 01419511025 Tomorrow's games Let's start with Aberdeen against Rangers Always a fantastic fixture Um, Aberdeen fans Let's hear from you Rangers fans Let's talk football 01419511025 any of, other, any of the other games For tomorrow as well Derek McKinnis says He's proud his Aberdeen team Are keeping up with Rangers In the league Despite the difference In resources The Dons boss says He's happy with the strength Of his squad after the window um, But believes Stephen Gerrard Has also done some good business
11: in All the games we've played Both teams have been Without key players in them You know again We uh, have players That we've dealt with recently Picked up results moving without key players So that's the, the importance of having a good squad. You know, we've come out of the transfer window maybe a bit tighter in numbers, but, you know, I feel so with the players coming back, um, we have got enough strength to try and deal with the, the challenges ahead. I think Rangers have made a couple of good signings. I think um, Rangers have really got a strong squad. You know, a good squad. I think they've done a lot of good work this season. So, um, you know, the resource they have. So it pleases me in end that despite all these... Um, Differences that Have advantages I have to um, In terms of size of squad the money they can throw At the squad and spend Then it, it pleases me No end that we're still In and around them And, and um, certainly try to um, Compete against them And hopefully as I say We can do that tomorrow night
1: Thoughts on that game tomorrow? A belter
2: uh, Looking forward to it um, I, I think Rangers Need to go and win I just get the feeling That Celtic have got the bit Between their teeth now They're in a rhythm They've got great options A lot more dyma- dynamic Um, Up front Keeping clean sheets as well um, At the back Um, So I think Celtic Are going to take A bit of catching And and if Rangers are to Try and take it You know As as close as they can Or even wonder I'm not ruling Rangers out um, I think they need to go there To put To win tomorrow night But uh, a tough tough game Derek McInnes' team Very good as well Good options for them And as Derek says too You know Derek has managed to do it For five years Season in Season out Uh, With Aberdeen And uh, I think he just Keeps showing and showing What a really good manager he is
3: I think the interesting point for me Will be the formation That Rangers go with tomorrow night They went with a diamond On Saturday And I don't think I've watched it against Kilmarnock I've watched it on Saturday Against St Myrne I don't think it's a particularly Shape that The players look comfortable in And when Kandace come on In the wide areas And they went to You know two wingers They looked a lot Better aside. And I think if you got there to Pato and you play a diamond in there, I think it could cause you problems in the full back areas, and I think it would fit into Aberdeen's tactics. D- so d- do you go
2: with the two up top? Do you play Manolis and and no, Defoe gone? No,
3: no, I would leave. Uh, I would leave Defoe, uh on the bench. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, do I you would, agree or disagree with that? Oh one four one nine
1: five one one zero two five. Um, I mean, I can you can see both sides because it was a big signing that you imagine was here for these types of games, but at the same time. Have Rangers not yet found An optimum way of, of getting him into they the don't,
3: team See I don't know if they work on it Football is a lot different now In my day that you worked with a partnership up there You worked together You know one was going short One was going long Defoe and Morelos play miles apart from each other mm. Miles apart from each other uh, Defoe for me looks like He still needs games He needs games to get up to the sharpness and the speed of, of the game And I think uh, Davis is the exact same I've not been impressed With him At all In the middle of the park Since he's come up to Rangers And that was his two big signings. I.e. that's why He changed the system On Saturday To get them in At home Against St Mirren Who are sitting Bottom of the league So I don't think He can go to Putaudry And I'll be very surprised If if Stephen Gerrard Goes with two up top I think is Away from home mm. Against Aberdeen Who could Leapfrog them into mm-hmm. second, and we'll win. I think he's got to look at it tactically a bit better.
1: Give us your thoughts on the team selection for tomorrow. Then, um, 01419511025 is the number you need. You look at that table, Mark. Weary two points separate them. Rangers are two points ahead of Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, from the three meetings this season, it's two wins to Aberdeen. And a draw, oh, so Rangers yeah. have got a, a bit to put right in terms of the head-to-heads this season. Yeah, I mean, you know, Rangers' uh,
2: away record, you know, hasn't been hasn't been great. It's not been one that you'd say that that that's championship material. And, and you know, when Stephen Gerrard came in in the summer, we knew that was something that had to be addressed in terms of going away consistently to Motherwell to Comarnock to Tynecastle to Pattridge, and one of those games, if you want to become champions, And so far they've, they've to sh- they've yet to show that they can go and do that. The flip side is, if Rangers go to Petordji tomorrow night and win the game, I think you sit up and take notice again. Obviously, you say, right, okay, this is for real. This is for real. If they don't win tomorrow night and include a draw in that, you know, I, I think you say, no, there's, there's still a bit to go. And you can sort of understand why there was still be a bit to go, considering the head start that Celtic have had on them. But when you've come so close and you beat Celtic in the last day of, of the season, or sorry, before the split, for for it to be. Potentially Be ruined Four or five games later And particularly for the board To have gone and backed the manager With the outlay of whatever it may be 50, 60 grand a week Combined to go and get Defoe uh, And Davis Then you know It would be a real sore one
1: uh, Aberdeen's form Gordon Deal. They've lost only one of the last 11 games That was too Celtic So you know Perhaps expected They, they Continue to just Be a little bit under the radar this season Because Hearts we're on top at the start Everyone was yeah. talking about Hearts Kilmarnock Have had a lot of praise And rightly so You get the usual attention On Celtic and Rangers Aberdeen are still Right in the mix But perhaps with A a bit less attention Than they've had In the last couple of yeah, seasons Yeah
3: they've, they've sneaked Under the radar As you said Gordon and, and a victory at home Tomorrow night Puts them into second place Which is a, a terrific Achievement And if they go and win That tomorrow night I would probably say That the league's finished Because Celtic at home Don't look like They're going to drop Points to anybody I really You know Every time I go to Celtic Park And I watch Celtic I've never sat there And thought This could be the day That they could lose They're always in control At home The big question mark With Celtic this year Has been their away form Mm -hmm. Everybody's had a look at that But they're sitting six points You'd imagine That they'll win tomorrow night And all of a sudden If You know Rangers don't win at Potori Which they're quite capable of doing If they don't win You can You know Rangers Mm -hmm. ain't going to challenge For the league for me
2: do you right. fancy Who do you fancy To win the game tomorrow night Um
3: I'm going to sit in the fence I think I'll <laughs> be wrong
2: And does that Does that keep Rangers in it Or do you think it's over
3: I, I think it's over anyway I don't yeah. think I don't think with, with Celtic's home record And the pace and everything I know they've got injuries Just now I still think Celtic Are good enough To go and And, and see this out
8: Right
1: Grant's a Rangers fan In Whitburn How do you want to see Your team approach this Tomorrow Grant um, I think As he was
5: saying The uh,
12: time's not working For, for us I've up to speed yet I think uh, Definitely I like, I like the formation With Kondias and Ken And Marellis And front. But As I say The
3: best one we've got Is the fourth year, definitely See I think, I think Tomorrow night They'll be suited To go and play With the The four and the two McCrory maybe And, and Ryan Jack Sitting in just in front Of the The back four And it allows You to get Kondias into the team I think Kandias So does that should... mean
1: Davis doesn't play either Sorry just to
3: Yeah me personally, after watching, Kilmarnock after watching against St. Mm-hmm. Myrne, I think it's that important a game tomorrow night. See, the problem he's got is that's his marquee signings, and he's yeah. changing the system to get them into the team. But tomorrow night, I think you've just got to look and say, what's the best way we can win this? Mm-hmm. And I think Candias is a, is a, is a, you know, a game changer for me. He come on in Saturday, his pace, his movement, his delivery Morelis looks very comfortable as a lone striker Kent's in magnificent form just now So I wouldn't be surprised if he left his two signings up So
2: you're having having Arfield, if you're saying McCrory and Jack Jack, you'd have Arfield in as your third man ahead of Davis
1: Yeah Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grant, Gordon said it was quite simple for him that if Rangers lost Tomorrow he, he thought that was The league over Is it as simple as that For you Or, or do you that's,
12: that's a hard challenge Yeah We need Celtic To drop points in Because I've made it We've it The name of Ibrox So That's a big Big ask um, And they're In good form We I mean, need Celtic fans I say that to them They're In yeah. good form. So we need them to drop points No There's nothing Celtic has a hand Is the way I see it We drop points Tomorrow That's definitely some Celtic fans
1: I mean Mark Greedy that that underlines why Not only is it such a big night tomorrow But such a big week Because if that is the case mm-hmm. And we stress if Rangers mm-hmm. might go up there and win 5-0 But mm-hmm. if that was to be the case And you're then You've then got a, a rule do or die cup clash At the weekend yeah. Um, You know the same applies to A lot of the teams that are involved In both competitions It is a big couple of days It is yeah And uh, you know, that's what it's
2: about And that's why You know I always say um Two but I think people just take it for granted that, you know, or Celtic have won another title, they've won seven so far and that. But now when you look at it, you know, and uh, players will know, you know, there's a lot of statements from Rangers players made when they, when they beat Celtic. And I can kind of understand it because it was their first victory in 12 or 13 games in two and a half years. So I can understand why you would get a wee bit carried away to accept that. But however, what I would also say as well is just urge a bit of caution. Yes, Rangers beat Celtic, nothing's been won yet. And I thought they just get, to get a, just a touch carried away. And I think the Rangers players will appreciate, mm-hmm. but even more so appreciate, like, getting into games like tomorrow night, just how difficult it is to go and win a title. You know, it's not something that you just. It has been easy And I think that's where the Celtic players Haven't had the credit over the years
1: Thank you to Grant in Whitburn Kyle Nisbet's on Twitter He says Rangers need to play The same way they did against Celtic You can't run over Celtic And then change the shape Just to suit Defoe So that's kind of Essentially what you were saying Gordon, dear
3: Well it's not just uh, Defoe Uh, It's to get Davis in there as well Um, And I think that Looking at the diamond It's not working for me Gordon Um, And I I wasn't surprised When has come on Uh, and Saturday And and they changed the shape of the side And it looked a lot, lot better Created a lot of chances Played some really good stuff So, yeah, you've got your two marquee signings there And and, and I was one that said Davis and Defoe Were terrific signings But they just look like They still need a a few games And I think going to Petorgia tomorrow In a must-win game With Celtic playing at home I would tend to maybe Mm. tweak the system a little bit
1: Alan's a Rangers fan from Stirling Hi Alan
13: How you doing guys Uh, It's just uh, two quick points Mm -hmm. Uh, What what would you say would be uh, a classy midfielder? How many goals should a midfielder score you each season? That's one of my questions I
1: mean the midfielders come in very different Shapes and sizes
3: and roles you You need
2: to define the kind of role a wee bit more Alan In terms of what the midfield role is
13: Well Somebody was on the other night, and they're saying that uh, Scott Brown's been the best midfielder in Scottish football for ten years. I don't understand where they're getting that from, to be honest with you.
2: Right. Well, I think
13: it doesn't. It doesn't. It uh, doesn't give you a killer pass. Mm-hmm. He doesn't score goals. Mm-hmm. All he does is in there to challenge for a ball To win a ball. To me, that's not midfielder.
2: No, I think it'd be very unfair. Um, I think this season he's not been up to the standards of the previous two seasons. But I think it'd been difficult to do that. But for the previous two seasons under Brendan Rodgers when Celtic have won back to back trebles, Scott Brown, for me, has been absolutely outstanding. He's a current football writers player of the year. He's a PFA player of the year. And I think just to say, oh, he does his one attack and do that. Yeah, listen, he does not provide many killer passes. He does not score many goals. You're you're absolutely Right about that. So if you're talking purely, about just goal scoring midfielders and attack midfielders, then yeah, he does. He tick that box. But that has never been his game, and he'd never claimed. But what he does do, he gives Celtic an identity. He gives them a driving force. He's great for the club on and off the park. Uh, and for you to dismiss him in, in in that manner, I think is is very unfair. And I can only imagine that that when you're bracking to them the way that you have there that you've very, very rarely seen Scott Brown play in the flesh in the past couple Mark, of years.
3: I've got to admit, I changed my opinion big time on Scott Brown. I was probably the same as most people thinking, yeah, he's a very good player, but he doesn't have that killer pass. You used to
1: agree with Alan, didn't you?
3: Yeah, yeah, he doesn't make that killer pass, he doesn't, you know, go beyond the strikers, he doesn't... You know, but I was at a game about a season and a half ago, someone in the in the football industry says to me, Watch the way he plays now And I sat and I studied Just watching him And I completely changed my mind about him His movement His of yards His different ways of picking the ball up His angles What he does Scott Brown is a massive player for Celtic And he's (laughs) absolutely different class I've got to say But I can understand how people look and think He's not chipped in with 20 goals He's not chipped in with a, a, a killer pass He brings so much to the team And if you sit and watch him He's terrific at it
1: Who who do you prefer Alan? What what type of midfielder then? Who's on your mind In terms of being better than that Over the last 10 years here?
13: Pedro Mendes for one Outstanding player Contributed Killer pass Scored plenty of goals
1: Uh, I think he only scored 4 at Rangers Alan was four million
2: Scott Brown scored? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, for, yeah, Scott Brown's never scored for Rangers, um, but he scored Oh, no, Listen, listen let's be clear, he was, a, he was
1: a brilliant player. Oh, well, Mendes I, was I'm outstanding.
2: Not that. Absolutely outstanding, Pedro Mendes. But, but you, you know, you're know well. you taking longevity into it if you're talking about that. But in terms of the impact that he made over a couple of years on, the, on this game, uh, on our, uh, our game, if you like, yeah, yeah. But in, in terms of the impact, Pedro Mendes. Made in the role that he had in, in the European runs Under Walter Smith as well I think it Was it two and a half million quid Or something The cost Rangers It was absolutely Great, great value it, for yeah. money For sure
1: Thanks to Alan and Sterling Frank is a Celtic fan He's next up And we've got a good question Coming up on the teaser It's got a cup theme uh, You're all going to have A good go at this The question and Frank's call Coming up next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's dot com
1: Mark Weedy and Gordon DL Are here They want to take your calls They want to read your tweets And they certainly want to answer Your full time teasers So send them in to Fulltime At Clyde onecom Stuart Young sent last night's question in And he's actually sent this Tonight's as well Because I felt like Keeping them together Because they're a very similar Theme yeah. Very similar question your last yeah. Right so it, It's Relatively simple question Let's find out how simple The answers are though Can you name the Opening goal scorer In the last 10 League Cup finals There's a wee trick one in there That's all I'm saying At the moment Um, But can you name the Opening goal scorer In the last 10 League Cup finals
2: So what James Forrest
1: Rogic, Tom Rogic. In 2016 Tom Rogic did it My pen's not working I'll just keep this A note of this mentally James Forrest won He did it in 2017
2: uh-huh. And I'm going to see another Celtic one I think Callum McGregor Am I getting mixed up with the Scottish Cup final? You?
1: you are I'm you're, getting mixed up You're getting mixed up right, okay. So that's alright That's two to kick us off That's plenty You can play along on Twitter at Clyde SSB There's usually a few out there That nail these very quickly Can you name the opening goal scorers In the last 10 League Cup finals Guys like James Forrest in 2017 Tom Rogic in 2016 uh, you don't What is that 2009 then Gordon? Yeah 2009's yeah. included in this Right let's speak to Frank Who's a Celtic fan on the line Hi Frank
10: Hi Gordon um, Good evening Gordon Mark Hope you're Hi well
1: Frank. Um, Hi Frank
10: My point And I'll add to it further now Further to the ignorance of your previous caller Um to me the signing of the transfer window has been Scott Brown um, and I'll I'll say a reason why. He's an instrumental leader for Celtic, he drives the team forward when um, he's on his A-game and I think I agree with um, Gordon, I think it's said it earlier and Mark as well, Scott's been a wee bit off his form in the last two seasons but that's like saying Celtic have been off the form of the invincible season. I think he's probably been carrying a wee injury, but I mean, I watch him closely and I'm, I know Gordon sees him. The last few games, Scott Brown's been back on his A-game and for the guy he doesn't play a killer pass. Did you see Celtic last week, they had a 50-yard pass, split a defence in two through the Forrest? Forest. I don't know a player in Scottish football could play a pass like that. Sunday against the Johnson, he flicked the ball over his head, um, driving force, drove Celtic forward, played Toljan in the right.
1: Oh, Frank's just broken up a bit You certainly were were getting the gist of what he was saying Um, Scott Brown in the last two games
3: Yeah, I think, um, you know, it was very surprising And I can understand why a lot of callers, Celtic fans When Scott Brown got injured, I think it was at Celtic Park against Hibs Gorn and he was out the team, and Brendan Rodgers changed the shape of the team with McGregor sitting in there, and Celtic fans were on talking about the style of play and how quick that Celtic are playing. Um, and I was, I was a bit wondering why, you know, Scott Brown come in for the criticism because he was still a part of it. The only reason he was out the Celtic team was basically because he was injured. I think Scott Brown's a master for Celtic. I really do. I said earlier, yes, I was in the same opinion as most about. You know, I'd like to. I'd like to see him score more goals. I'd like to see him, you know, doing that killer pass or sometimes well, going. I think beyond. as Frank says, there was a
1: killer pass at the weekend. Yeah, but or not?
3: but his overall game is that's where Celtic build everything through him. His overall game, his movement, how clever he's on the ball. People always criticise him about easy passes. See if you see the best midfield players in the world, they make it look easy. They blew you, you had guys that I used to think Was a magnificent midfield player Was Ray Wilkins And Ray Wilkins was once said Everything that he does he, Oh he always goes square Never gave the ball away His movement was great He kept everything going Scott Brown is a terrific midfield player for self.
1: Frank, have we, have we got you back? Your line was a bit dodgy Yeah, I think it was I think it jumped on the hands three. Um can you hear me now? Yeah, got you
8: um, Yeah, so the point I was
10: getting is guy that's captain Celtic to seven in a row, he's um, most European um, appearances for Celtic, he's, he's, he's about to put pressure on the legend that is Bill and all time um trophy winning Celtic captain. The guy's instrumental and it's just ignorant when people phone up and they don't admit when another player's good. Like I'm brave enough to say and honest enough to say it, Morelos, I'd probably take him in the Celtic team, etc So you know I mean when people phone up and just have cheap shots with people at people or Scott Brown
1: they actually don't really know what they're talking about, yeah, because you're not watching Celtic, are and stuff like that, yeah. Thanks to Frank, 01419511025 on the line. You can tweet us at, at Clyde SSB. I'm just looking to see if you're getting any help on the old teaser. I, I, I know
2: that. I know your your Trick one is Gordon. Do you? Of Yeah, because I was there. It was Aberdeen nil Inverness. No uh-huh. penalty kick <laughs> sure. So
1: Who scored
2: the first penalty? Yeah, because I think, I think the first penalty. I think I, think I think Inverness went first. Uh huh. And was it uh, uh, Liam Boyce?
1: No, no, he was Ross County.
2: Uh, sorry, um, who, who was the other fella? Billy McKay. No,
1: I know they went first, but did they score first?
2: Oh, right. Ooh. So did did Langfield save the first one, or did they miss the first one? Yeah, right. So it's Aberdeen then. So was it um, Adam Ken- Rooney?
1: Kenny McLean?
2: Adam Rooney. Nope. Johnny Hayes. Nope. Matt <laughs> Reynolds.
1: Nope. You you um. She Logan, you know you might forget this guy purely because most of his career he, he, he's more known for for playing elsewhere. He finished his career at Aberdeen. Well, oh, he, he finished his career at Aberdeen. Yeah. Because I was going to say Michael Hector, right? He finished his career at Aberdeen. And he was a he was a good penalty taker throughout his career. Oh, full bad. Sco, scored important penalties for other big clubs in Scotland. Oh, went down to the English Championship as oh, well. Uh, Barry Robson, yes,
3: Barry ah, Robson, great show What about Kenny Miller? Two thousand and fifteen. For what year?
1: Are you you just throwing his name out there Just to see if it sticks? I'm
3: sure Kenny Did he not score against St Nine man Man, 2009 Yes That's fine we'll leave that there You've got Kenny Miller Barry
1: Go on then The Kelly one Van Tornhout Yes that's a great one isn't it? 2012 (laughs) Ah, You're going to squish these You've got Kenny Miller Dieter Van Tornhout Barry Robson Tom Rogic James Forrest So we'll park that for a little while We're going to speak to John Who's a Rangers fan in Parkhead very soon Let's hear from Eddie May um, because the Hibs managerial search is, is ongoing It's not been one of those, Mark Usually when a when a big club's looking for a manager There are names left, right yeah. and centre yeah. It's been a bit quiet The name today is Paul Heckingbottom Former yeah. Barnsley and Leeds manager Is that one you can see happening? Perhaps, yeah It's
2: a, one you could rule out I mean, I think, you know He had a great record at, at, at Barnsley you go got to Leeds United It's always going to be difficult there um, You know, because the... the, the Constant regime changing Etc, cetera, etc cetera. Then they did have the chance To go and get somebody of quality Like Bielsa So you can understand Why they took that um, Opportunity But them, Yeah, I can imagine him Being in the frame But I think we said um, Last week When I was on Wednesday God, when the statement Came out from Hibs And then, you know it Confirmed the inevitable That it was going to be A partner the ways but With the club and Neil Lennon That we did say at the time There was nobody In terms of like In this country mm-hmm. I think we thought Probably that Somebody in a job Or you look for somebody To go and make a step up It would be somebody Like Jim Goodwin But apart from that You know There was there was not a A standout I still think Alan Stubbs Has got a shot At it For the reasons That I stated last week Although I do believe That he's You know He's certainly not In the first Two or three names On the list But they may well Get to him
1: I am plucking this Out of thin air This is not from A position of knowledge At all would they and could they tempt someone like Tommy Wright? Gordon, I'm just thinking about you know good managers in our country Who are doing well and have done well
3: Yeah, I think um, Like I, think, I say, I complete
1: think, hypothetical
3: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. if you look at the job that Tommy Wright's uh, done up at St Johnson He's been absolutely terrific for them he Won a cup and everything uh, Maybe it is his turn to have a crack at a, a bigger club Because you've got to say Hibs are a bigger club mm-hmm. but, You know, Not just with their stadium, their training facilities, everything so it might be an opportunity to go and you know have a wee nibble at uh, Tommy Wright to see if he'd be interesting going. I think
2: him. the thing with that is though, Gordon, I agree. I think Tommy Wright's a great shout, and uh, I'm surprised he's not. without the greatest respect to St Johnstone's not away already, but he's recently signed a new contract. So not if you, if it's a really, you've just had to pay up Neil Lennon in full, from mm-hmm. what we believe, you've had to pay up Gary Parker in full, of what we believe. You then have to go to St Johnstone, they maybe gave them what. 100, 150 grand in compensation mm. Can Hibs afford to go and do that? Maybe that's why Your bottoms of this world Are in the running Because they're free agents
1: Third game in the dugout For Eddie May tomorrow It's uh, I think they're uh, Down England at this moment In town yeah, Speaking to people So uh, We should have an update Maybe by the end of the week
13: Or yeah, definitely Beginning of next week
12: Do you expect stocks to be in charge For 7 tomorrow And the weekend as well?
13: Yeah definitely tomorrow uh, Whether
1: Saturday I think it all depends who they identify and who they speak to, if they can come to an agreement to be the new manager of Highmere football club. One of the defining characteristics of Neil Lennon's spell, Gordon, was the way that they always had a go. Win, lose or draw against Celtic mm-hmm. and Rangers,
3: they always had a real go. Do you still expect that tomorrow? Um, they should because, uh, you know, under Neil Lennon, I thought Hibs were a very... Attractive side to watch I know they lost their way A little bit There's, They you know, they fell down the, Near the bottom of the league And results weren't that great But the one thing Neil Lennon always had He was brave with his players Going to Celtic Going to Ibrox And it was good to watch Entertaining games I'll never forget the one At Easter Road At the last game of the season With Rangers um, You know Just Great games To even I know that I don't pay to get in But I wouldn't have minded Paying that day Gordon So It'll be interesting to see that Eddie May and Grant Murray What tactics they develop Um, And it'll be interesting to see if they can go there and get a result I don't think they can Because I said earlier in the programme Celtic look very, very much a different side at home I mean, did alright at the weekend Lost at
1: home to Aberdeen Mm -hmm. They did beat St Mirren in the previous game Certainly first half, not what you would expect from, from a Hibs team Where are they in terms of performance level, Mark? Are they at a level where they can trouble Celtic tomorrow?
2: I wouldn't think so, no Not not at Celtic Park Not with the way Celtic are playing Middle front And also to to give credit um, Keeping uh, clean sheets as well Which is good considering they're, they're missing the likes of Kieran Tierney And have been missing um, Boyata uh, Another one So, no, I think Celtic will win that game Comfortably tomorrow night And I think it is really Going to be what Eddie May is saying that I'd imagine that Hibs are going to Have someone in place Perhaps maybe not in the dugout On, on, on Saturday Is it Raith Rovers in the Cup? they've yeah, got but, yeah. but certainly to be at the game to be um, an attendance and whoever the new manager is going to be I wish him not but one thing I'd be very very surprised is I don't think they'll get anybody with a better CV uh, than Neil Lennon that's for
1: sure 01419511025 still time to get your call in John is a Rangers fan from Parkhead hi John
14: hi Gordon Gordon and Mark
2: hi John,
1: hi, John.
14: Gordon, just just to got Gordon date. Gordon, you don't fight in anywhere, I don't think. so no. Somebody said you have still got white fibers, Gordon. <laughs> said, I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, <laughs> John, did points you points notice to... he's not
1: even arguing?
3: He, he's got oh, no comeback know. for that.
14: And they're under the slam board in his house, unless we're leaving.
2: we were talking about that earlier, actually.
3: John, I can't, I can deny <laughs> that. I can't deny it. <laughs> uh, I've, I've,
14: got, I've got two points, so my first point is about the excuse me the, the formation of the Rangers team tonight for Tuesday. If if Goulson did they they make it I would go with the the same team uh, that Beat Livingston Two weeks ago Uh, And my second point to the panel Is who do they think Was the better player Barry Ferguson Or Scott
1: Brown (laughs) There's a question That's a
2: great question I'm glad that you didn't answer it That is That is Wow That's a sad I had so much admiration for Barry Fergus when he played for Rangers to go into that team at 20-21 years old and dictate it the way he did and take it on the captain. Say, <laughs> let me
3: think about that one John let me think about an that answer. one no, I'm sort of the mark. I'm sitting in the fence because I What, don't what know. I love what
1: I love is Twitter's about to explode with people saying it's obviously Barry Ferguson and other people saying that it's obviously, obviously Scott, Scott Brown, Brown. And how can you even consider the other one?
3: Yeah,
2: do you know and I'm not I'm I will give you an answer, I won't sit in the fence, but you wear them up. Barry Ferguson more finesse, you know, more cultured footballer, but Scott Brown, more of a team player, more of a warrior, more of a leader if I could put it that way, but but so you're going, technically, you're going Scott Brown No technically Barry Ferguson A lot better um, You know Just in, in terms of His finesse And A pass and stuff like that. So, But I tell you what It's a, it's a hell of a question What would have been great Was the, the the two of them together I think the two of them Could have played together Really well I won't sit on the fence I'll give you an answer But I'm just not going to give you An answer now I need to think about that John. Oh, You're going to give equation. it soon
1: Because the break's approaching In the next 40 seconds
3: Come on Come on Don't sit on the fence just On go you go it. Gordon What are you saying No I'm waiting for you first. <laughs> He's just going to say The other one To try yeah, and balance exactly. out <laughs> You go anyone? I'll go the other
2: oh, one Oh, who, who am I going for If I've got one One choice <sighs> Scott Brown <laughs> 17, 17, cat, 17 trophies as a. As a captain about Barry Ferguson And that company with Amoruso and Albert I think, Barry I think maybe Barry might just edge a, a it A better maybe edge it. footballer Yeah
1: Alright, okay Happy but with that, edgy. John Aye, no, <laughs> I think we've got oh,
14: answers yeah, there oh, yeah. I'm a Rangers fan and, I, and I'm not going to be I, I don't think This is my honest opinion I know people praise uh, Scott Brown I don't think Scott Brown Could release Barry Ferguson's boots
2: I well, wouldn't go that far? I certainly wouldn't go that far, John That's very unfair to see that.
14: Okay, but if it's unfair, but it's, for me, he captained Rangers when he was twenty-one. He played with. He played with some. He said he played with some players, Barry Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. He played with cla- clashing about him and uh, for me, I mean, obviously from Rangers' point of view, I thought Barry Ferguson was a wee bit of everything. He mm-hmm. could play, could score goals. About arrogance, he was arrogant. He could. He did everything in his locker. I mean, such. And I watched him just a time before I go. I know it's different, but I watched him in the soccer sixties for the the hydro. Uh-huh. Just the I know they were on academic, but he still he still had it Barry. I watched him I know it's different when you're playing six or size to playing eleven or I know that but that's part of the game though, is it? The, 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 the players when you're playing eleven a side they'll, they'll play they'll melt the ball the the five a sides and for their sharpness and their, their fitness. But get back to tomorrow night Rangers got the Rangers have got to get three points tomorrow night. It's a definite nothing else. Three
1: points Alright thank you to John In Parkhead If he'd called into that one at five past six We would have had four That's hours a out of it, I think Um great question um, We're looking for the f- Opening goal scorers In the last ten League Cup finals You've got James Forrest mm. Tom Rogic You've got Barry Robson Penalty shootout That was a sneaky one uh, You've got Dieter Van Tornhout And Kenny Miller i
2: Yeah the, the most recent one Ryan Christie Yeah Ryan Christie Celtic Aberdeen Brilliant
1: Gordon got anything else You'd like to add I'm just going to throw a name Chris Commons Nope Oh yes, sorry. Yes, twenty fourteen. My apologies. All right, you've only got a few to get. We'll try Uh, and get. We'll try and get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard
0: with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompsons.com.
1: Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, Let's take another call. I'll give you a few more moments on the teaser because Stuart Young sent the question in. Um, but I think I'm going to have to do a Short's inquiry, inquiry Before I get the I final see. list yeah. uh, Let's speak to Kevin in the Gorbals Hi Kevin Evening, Panel. Hello, how are you?
13: Uh, I'm fine um, Just before I make my point I would just like to say uh, uh, Guy Frank that was one kind of stole my thunder um, But uh, Scott Brown is uh, was a great signing for uh, another two years And I want to be so disrespectful to say that uh, Barry Ferguson when he laces boots because Barry Ferguson's a, a good player, but up against Scott Brown every every time I think I know how I'd put my money on coming as a winner anyway. But anyway, um, my point being, I've mentioned this to a couple of my fellow Celtic supporting friends and a couple of mates that are Rangers fans. I said before um, the second half of the season kicked off, I said wait till you see the amount of let's call them honest mistakes that are made between now and the end of the season. And uh, there you go, there's four honest mistakes in one game and they're not even, they're just at the start of February.
1: Do you think they're all mistakes, Kevin? you try to say none more penalties. No,
13: no, I'm not saying that. I think one was a penalty, but what I'm saying is, in the games ahead, wait till you see the amount of honest mistakes that are made in Rangers' favour.
1: Yeah, but you, you just said four honest mistakes and, and then you've said that, that one wasn't a mistake. So how many? I don't, I don't. really understand.
13: No, I'm just saying. Like for now, for, for now, to the end of the season, we to see how many honest mistakes yeah. are made, and um, those honest mistakes will won't go in favour of my team anyway.
1: What makes what makes you say that? Because I mean, I'm sure every team has had mistakes in their favour this season, have they not?
13: I know, but I mean, even you must admit, surely like, four penalties in one game is a wee bit. Uh, am I right in saying that five in the one game is a world record?
1: I think you are right. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. Uh,
13: I mean, so, I mean, that's... I mean, if that was... That, well, Celtic when you get four in the one game, but I mean, it's surely You must be sick of hearing me talking. Uh T- on a bit of
1: penalties, yeah. I mean, I remember Celtic did get three in one game, didn't they, when, yeah, they, when they beat Pataudry. Aberdeen? So, yeah. um, I think Willie Young was the referee that day. Um, yeah. Was that Celtic Park or Pitordry?
2: It was Pitordry, and was I it? think Craig, Craig Burley I remember Oh, no, was I was talking, was talking about the 9 0. The 9 0, there was three four penalties. 30, I think I one away So back. you're right, Kevin, yeah. not
1: four. We're one short on that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do, what do you think, Kevin's
2: Well, listen, You know, Kevin's surmising, uh, and I know he's getting. He's basically saying there's an agenda against Celtic official, and it goes back to my point I made at the top of the programme. Gordon Celtic weren't the victims on Saturday St Myrden were And Gordon was at the game so He said okay St Myrden didn't do themselves any favours They didn't have a shot and go I get that But you know To turn the Rangers St Myrden game Decisions wrongfully given Against St Myrden in favour of Rangers Has nothing to do with Celtic So I don't get that You're talking about that referee Awarded Celtic a penalty In the League Cup final against Aberdeen I think That led to Was that the opening Was that the opening goal Gordon that day Or did it make it to Whatever it was No no
1: yeah, this uh, got The
2: penalty it, it, it shouldn't have been um, given either Kevin So look We can only go On a week to week basis And you know Despite what you think You can't say for sure That there's going to be decisions uh, Given against Celtic Or in favour of Rangers Or whatever it is You're trying to insinuate, Because we don't know What's going to happen We just need to go on What is evidence And you can only go on evidence Once something is taking place
1: What else is on your mind For tomorrow gentlemen Thanks to Kevin And the Gorbles Looking through the you're the fixture
3: Gordon your, your Motherwell team Are on a bit of a good run At the moment Are they not Oh we're absolutely Flying Gordon um, And it's, I'm delighted To see the young guys Getting an opportunity um, And they've, they've added Such a big difference In clean sheets as well So uh, Motherwell are playing Very very well At this moment I think all eyes Will be on the, the Aberdeen Rangers And Celtic Obviously Against Hubs um, To see how they plan out But uh, I'm looking forward To a really exciting week it's um, at Motherwell tomorrow night, isn't it? Yep, oh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, and I, I would fancy I to get three points there.
1: <coughs> Mark BD, it's a good fixture card all across the board, isn't it? Is,
2: it? It's, a great, it's a great fixture card, and right, and you know, and Gordon mentioned here the Queen Cheeks for Motherwell. I'd just like to, to, to mention Mark Gillespie because you know, big gloves to fill and Trevor Absolutely, Carson, and yeah. I think he's actually coped uh, very, very well. And obviously, the emergence in the past couple of months of, of Turnbull and then more recently, uh, Hasty. Um, I think it's been terrific, and can I give the Motherwell team a new lease of life because it might have only been three or four weeks ago that people are saying Stephen Robinson under a bit of P, but they've certainly turned things round. That you know, apart from the Scottish Cup defeat to Ross County,
1: um, I'm trying to think what else is is on the the agenda in terms of the, the fixture list tomorrow. There's clearly intrigue. All across the board What did you make of Brian Rice's start At Hamilton Aki's At the weekend
2: Yeah I think it was just important That they, they didn't lose Ideally you know Hamilton or Dundee One of them really had to win the game I think probably more so Dundee But for Hamilton to dig in Score a good goal Darian McKinnon I've always liked Darian McKinnon um, As a player um, Then I think Was was good It was a real hammer blow For Dundee But for, for Brian Rice You get in there You don't lose your game To, to your relegation rivals Is a more than decent start
3: Gordon? Yeah, yeah. as long as he didn't lose And he was at home so And it was always got to be a difficult game And uh, a point of peace um, Both coaches will probably be quite happy with that um, But it's going to be interesting over the, the coming weeks Because you look at, I think St Mirren As I touched on I like St Mirren a football club They're a good, good club But they're in real trouble for me mm. They're in real trouble I don't know how they're going to get out of it And I think it'll be between mm. them And obviously you look at Hamilton and Dundee the, the playoffs Who, Who's got
1: right, what, what sort of order Have you got them in At the moment then Who's the, who's the most likely to, to break free Because it certainly Looks like three You look above The gap's now huge yeah, I, it's, it's, I think St Myrne Will go
2: straight down It pains me to see it Because a lot Of affection for, for St man, uh, My old club When I was a teenager um, I think Dundee Will get out of it I think it'll go right Down to the wire As in potentially The last game of the season And I think Hamilton Will end up in the playoffs
3: yeah, I would probably go along the the lines uh, Unless something dramatic happens Because we we were talking there about Motherwell It was not that long ago Motherwell weren't dire And the manager came under a lot of pressure A lot of people weren't happy And and just went in a run And confidence and getting the clean sheets And getting the three points And all of a sudden they're absolutely flying But you look at St Mirren at the weekend there And I know it was at Ibrox I know away from home Nobody expected them to get anything I just couldn't see Anything that would make me Change my mind Thinking well You know Against other teams Around about them They'll go and get victories They'll go and pick up points They'll go and have enough To get out it I just didn't see that And I think that uh, Dundee have got enough Probably to get out that three Hmm. And I think Hamilton Will be in the playoffs
1: I mean Looking at St Mirren At the weekend I mean a lot of new players Signed Gordon So is it Could you at least give a I don't know A bit of sympathy In the sense that Perhaps we're still to see the best Not only of them But of other teams As they try and Piece together their, their January signings
3: Of course you're hoping that, that You know they all hit the ground running uh, Which I don't think happens in January anyway um, You've got to give St Mirna all the credit in the world Because they're trying everything To try and get out of this uh, situation uh, Sometimes it works for you bringing in You know what I think they signed about 10 players in January uh, Fresh faces try to change it about a little bit It was always got to be difficult Going to Ibrox But I just didn't see anything That made me think this is a team that can go and beat the you know, the teams round about them, like the Hamilton's and Dundees and, you know, get results at Motherwell and whatever to start crawling their cell back out. I just didn't see that. I may be wrong.
2: I, I would agree. You know, I, I say just sometimes I think looking at them there just there's, there's a naivety um about St. that I can an openness in terms of the the way they play with their, they're susceptible to to, to, to losing goals. Um, every mm-hmm. week And um, No I, I just yeah. I, I can't see something i getting out of it
1: right, I think I've got to the bottom Of why your years Are a bit mixed up In the teaser mark Because remember We flipped to A November final So yeah. we had one in, in the March or whatever right. And then we had one In the same year right. we so, so you're you're, you're, sti- you're still Looking for the, the, the I'll tell you the ones You've got so far Opening goal scorers You've got Christie Forrest Rogic uh-huh. Commons Robson Van Tornhout Miller Right, to... I've got another
2: one There's an old firm one Yep Darren O'Dee Yes Who's that one, is it? Darren
1: O'Dee, Yeah. W-
2: what about Michael Gardy For Ross County?
1: Yeah Yes Brilliant yeah. shout That's yeah. a great shout So we're just looking for the St Mirren Hearts See, final. actually looking for a living It's because it was two in right. one year And short got a bit mixed so up So we're just so looking for one then
2: St Mirren Hearts St Mirren beat Hearts 3-2 Is that right? So Who scored first?
3: Good question <laughs> Was that a Hearts player? I think I've got it Was it? Was it Hearts? Shake your head and tell me if it was a heart Shake your head and tell you
1: if it was I'll nod my nod. head And tell you it was, so it was a heart yeah,
3: Was it Ryan Stevenson?
1: Yes What a show. How did you, you get it already? Ah, ah, that That is a great
2: show yeah, really,
1: Well done Well done Thank you Mark Greedy And Gordon DL For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Big thanks for all the calls It was unbelievably busy On the phone So apologies if we didn't get to your call But the good news is We'll be back tomorrow night To do it all over again And we've got some fantastic fixtures In the Premiership To look forward to as well So make sure you join us We'll be here at 6 For all the big build up To the big games I'll be joined by Jim Duffy And Roger Hannah. In the meantime, stay where you are. Callum Gallagher's up next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors compensation they know the score talk to
2: thompsons.com